0: Hello, everyone. My name is Erandi Flores Bucio, and this is a podcast, Where the Roses Grow, Youth Activism in Auburn. And before I give an introduction of my intentions with this podcast, how it came to be, and as well as what to expect from this series... Um, I do want to acknowledge that a lot of the timeline and and, lo- and locations that I reference are in coastal Salish lands. And in particular, this podcast is being recorded on Muckleshoot land. So starting off, um, if you're around me, you know that I've joked about starting a podcast for a while. I'd always throw out random ideas of what the podcast could center around. And, and one of them was actually where... This podcast is now, you know, it's live and it's up, and it's a real thing. Um, this was one of the many ideas that that had popped up, but I was able to expand on it and actually, you know, get this 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 vision or some this podcast that I envisioned become a reality was through the roadmap project, the youth the youth storytellers program. Um, it was sent to me by my former high school late high school liaison um lily castro about this opportunity for youth activists to to center different topics that had to do with anti-racist education work um within specific cities around the south king county area or what is considered south king county and from there i was able to really brainstorm more um even within the application. Um, I remember I was really sick the day that I applied. I wasn't feeling good. I, I think I even left a note saying, if something doesn't make sense, please let me know and I can clarify. And then from there, um, I, I made it to, to the last five. And shout out to those other five youth, uh, Sophia, Savannah, Adar, and uh, Noraliza. And their projects are just so amazing. So please check them out on the Roadmap Project social medias. Um, our website. also, um, I do just want to specifically say thank you to uh, Julie and Duji, the co-facilitators of this program. Um, they really helped a lot making this a possibility. and also the 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 mentor that I got connected, Sarah, um, I just so appreciate the way they really encouraged me to incorporate my indigenous identity within this podcast um, and you'll you'll see you'll see it come up here and there um, and so I'm just really thankful for all the people who made this podcast a possibility and that brainstormed with me Claudia and David and Lydia who were really much the ones I would always constantly send does this look good does this sound good um, and really helped me brainstorm even even the title of of this podcast. I've spent the summer thinking about who to bring on and so those that you'll hear in this podcast are episode one is going to be me and my sister um, as an introduction to 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 myself but also you know hearing my sister's story as well um, and then episode two will be with the Black Youth Leadership Coalition with Carrie and Joy. Um, episode three will be um, a perspective uh, from students that are Pacific Islander and that will be BL and Sarlene Um, and then episode four Youth United uh, joining me will be Taina, Fatima, Michael, and Juana and then episode five I will be closing us off with a reflection piece highlights and bloopers Um, so that should be a fun episode just me going solo um, and really tying all these thoughts and reflections together and then, um, I do want to um, take some time and and, ag- and further acknowledge that we're on Muckleshoot land and how often that's even constantly erased. Um, it's only like as I got older was I able to really reflect on on this land and, and, and the indigenous people that have taken care of it for generations. Um, and to just be grateful to the people and to the land especially as a displaced indigenous person and recognizing that um, one of the ways that, that I, I tried to always remember to give back is, you know, one in, in my spirituality and always praying and honoring the land and, and the ancestors who who protect this land, um, but also um, building connections with elders, Makosho um, uh, elders. My mom, if if you all um, live up in Mokoshu, you know my mom as the, tamale and ice cream lady um uh she's always up there with with her snacks and goodies and everything and so I was able to build connections by helping her really I I was her assistant her cashier and from there I was able to meet particularly a really special elder to my heart uh, Monty who would share so many of knowledge with me and laughter and and, and so many good things that I'm going that's going to st- stick with me for the rest of my life and really impacted me in my early young person upbringing as well um, but one thing they shared with me was also the, the the oral history or or the collective memory of how the mukushu people were treated here on on their homelands once you know, a lot of settlers came in etc or people from the outside is how my people referred referred to them Tulishis, you know outsiders how they were treated badly and even her as a as a young girl remembering um, not being able to come down to the grocery stores during the day because people would would ha- would harass them um, have and so just going grocery shopping at night also offered me some incredible books to find out some more facts about the the Makoshu people and you know and funny enough um I end up finding out that even um Alaco which is one of the elementary schools that y- you'll find out that I-, I went to um is actually in 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 Makoshu and, and it refers to the prairie lands so I thought it was really interesting how a lot of um that culture or a lot of those things are sprinkled in within our educational system like even when we study Washington state history but the connection to directly connect to the Muckleshoot and Auburn are never directly made um and it was only something i was able to make you know as i became more aware and so for that i'm i'm so incredibly grateful for those elders that that have opened up to me Um, And shared with me a little bit of of their history and and their experiences and so for that I reflect on there's so many histories there's so much stories to tell here and I could only you know bring in a handful of people but if I do continue this this podcast series I would love to bring more perspective Um, hopefully one day bring um, in Indigenous Muckleshoot youth to talk about their perspective of growing up here. But for now, I hope you all really enjoy the people that I'm, I'm bringing on. I know I'm really excited um, to hear back on on um, on the recordings that I've, I've already had um, And yeah, I remember when I told my sister like my intentions like was everywhere. I was like I, I think I need to, to just write them all down and I was just I told her like I really want it to be a time capsule. That's what I told her. Cuz I told her I know in a couple years I might not be having the same thoughts that I had as as a 21-year-old, but I do want to remember like what it was like to be, you know, this young um in Auburn and and doing that type of work of uplifting other youth and 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 co- collectively coming up with projects to um, make auburn a more equitable place a more equitable city and auburn school district etc and so for that reason i also told her um and also it was a conversation with my dad that really helped me find this other part of that i wanted it to be a healing space often not like a lot of youth feel very isolated when it comes to organizing work Um, And I wanted to just make sure and clear that, you know, I got their back and um, I'm here ready to support them in whatever way that I can, what's in my capacity, and to know that they were in a space that was not going to gaslight them or was not going to deny their experiences. And so for that, pinpointing on that, if you are listening and, you know, and I really do that's i do really do hope that um if there's administration teachers staff etc uh stop not etc sorry i should probably keep stop saying etc um that if there's moments that you ma- make you feel uncomfortable to really just keep pushed forward and keep listening um as a youth i really reflected on how uncomfortable i wanted to make people if i should leave stuff out so it it doesn't make people feel like, oh, you know, um, some type of way. But then I thought about it. The amount of discomfort and the amount of racism and and trauma that we would experience or et cetera or, or stuff that just made us uncomfortable in general is not going to compare to a moment or a sentence that a youth says that makes you uncomfortable. It's not the same. And so, therefore, I really... Wanted the space for youth to be real and to be honest and open, and um, the other one was that to be a, a point of advocacy, um, to take this this moment, these reflections, and put actions and and policy changes and things that um, will permanently change the way that the Auburn School District interacts with its BIPOC communities. Um, knowing that there's a lot of inequities, not just within the BIPOC communities, but in so many different communities, that there's gaps to be filled. And if we don't start pinpointing them out, if we don't start finding ways um, to fill in those gaps, then things r- history will just continue to repeat itself. And I think that's one of the things that I really had to sit with of the fact that for there was a moment where I grew resentful of like maybe I should just leave here and never look back. Um, you know, and I sat back and I thought about it, you know, no matter how complicated my emotions feel to this town, it is home. You know, this is where I went to school, this is where I met my friends, this is where I met my family, my both my um, you know, where my family raised me but also like where I was also raised by chosen family Uh, there's so many experiences here no matter how difficult my relationship is to this land um, it's beautiful and it has been kept by indigenous people to remain this beautiful honestly but also just the connections that I would build here and so I'm I'm very grateful for that reason and 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 it made me realize that in reality, the important part was to continue to make work here, because if it's not the youth that came directly from here, from Auburn, that are pushing for this, for these changes, then who will we all just leave and things will continue to be the same? Or do we stay here and, and strive for more and strive for better? Um, especially since I know so many, so many young couples already building families here, and we want you know like for example my niece and nephew to have a better experiences than we had not to say that all of them were negative because there's definitely good and positive experiences that we've had here of course because if it was all bad then i wouldn't feel the way i feel about it right and so um lastly i i just really hope that if there is folks out there that are listening and that are finding ways Finding that you would like to support um, the youth out here. I know a lot of people don't think of Aubrey and think of of youth organizers or or that sort of thing. I think we're often overlooked, and so I really wanted to highlight some incredible youth activists. And it's not all of them. I know there's there's so many more I could have could have like I mentioned um, in, included, but you know one. thing, you know some things didn't just work out the way i I envisioned hundred percent, so for that reason, um we are a lot slower with how we how we organize because there's not many of us um and the times that we do do projects or advocacy, they're very much consuming and so um I really encourage people to to reach out to either. Um, the different youth organizers, and find out the ways you could support them, etc. Um, or even just cheer them on. Let them know that you listened to their episode, you know, give them some word of advice, Give share some love, because I know at the end of the day, that really does make a huge difference for young people, because often we get discouraged sometimes with the work we do. Um, it gets really heavy, um, and for that reason, this is also just a love letter to my community, and um and to the youth that uh, that i see you and and for the ones that are always questioning the ones that are always reflecting the ones that that are seeking for change that just know that it's coming you know and um if you'd like to join us in in this journey please reach out um my name is Erandi Flores Pucio, like i mentioned so you can find me on social media you can find me on instagram and you can find me on Twitter, even though I don't use it that often. Um, and lastly, I just want to also just shout out the amazing artists that have really helped complete this vision that I had. Um, Diana, Diana Morales from Arte es Medicina created the infographics, or oh not the info, sorry, it's not an infographic, she created the, the digital art that you'll see in the cover and reflection episode. Um, and then claire uh who who took the pictures for um the separate episodes, but also the ones that you'll see within the promotion of the podcast, and then of course Carlos Mota, who is um a Burdecha artist that you'll hear in the beginning of the end at uh of the music and they also have um social social media uh I can't remember off the top of my head um I'll probably um mention it in the reflection episode for sure but yes shout out to them um and and yeah and I hope you all enjoy coming along this journey and and feel like maybe you're even sitting here with us um listening and and having these conversations so thank you Dios mío.